You're listening to a podcast from Columbia Christian Fellowship in Columbia, Pennsylvania. Our services are weekly at 10 a.m. We hope to see you there. going to be our secret that this message today is just about trapping and a bunch of you are handing fur back to me so you're in on it too so you can't tell but uh so basically i'll give you a little bit of my background i have trapped for 50 years 51 years i've trapped since i was nine years old i love trapping I love the history of trapping. I love the challenge of trapping. I teach trapping at everything from preschool groups, homeschool groups, to a college course um, in Juniata University. Uh, Very, very, just, I love the sport of it. It's a management tool. If there's anyone here that's opposed to it, I'm glad to talk to you about it. Um, I can explain why we do it how I do it, all that. And hopefully today, just to fill in this Sunday while he's gone and I'm here and I talk about it, that I can educate some people on it, right? Uh, One thing I always like to get out there is, and you can just raise your hand, how many people have ever heard this? That an animal that gets caught in a trap, they chew their leg off to get out of the trap. Yeah, yeah, good. Because that's a myth. That was put out there. It has never, ever happened ever in history it doesn't happen no animal can do that it's just not a thought process that they go through thinking i'm being held here and i'm going to chew up here and i'm going to get away it's just get that dispelled right away Um, how many of you have seen the fox and the hound where those traps have great big teeth that's not a trap that we use either yeah so i'm going to get past some of that stuff And what I'm going to do is I'm going to call, I have handed out every fur that we may trap in Pennsylvania, that we may legally harvest in Pennsylvania. So I always start out with some of the tougher ones just to get things rolling. So who has the skunk? Yeah, everyone can identify the skunk. I love the skunk. They are a beautiful, beautiful creature. The thing about a skunk is uh, everyone knows what it is. They see these stripes. They know bad things can happen. But the skunk is so very calm. He is one of the calmest animals out there. If you just stand there and don't move around or jump or scare him, he will walk right past and not spray. And I I explain their spraying as being the atomic bomb that they drop. You know, it's the last thing they want to do, but guess what? You push them, they're going to do it. So don't scare the skunk. I also brought a trap. You know how they say about being high tech? This is how low tech I am right here. I bring a stick in to hang the furs back up on. Um, I brought a trap and I'll talk a little bit about the skunk.
No telling Pastor Hub how this all went. Here it is. It's a foothold trap, a coil spring trap. This is the trap I would use if I was going out to trap skunks. This is a perfect trap for him. He eats about anything. So it's not really about what bait I put out there for him. Put the trap in the right place. Make sure that you get the tension on the pan right and all that. Set it where their skunks are. You know, that's pretty simple. Put this out there. I catch a skunk. I have this thing staked to the ground. There's no way he's breaking the chains to get away. He's done. He's mine. So that's the skunk. Any questions about the skunk? Pretty simple animal. Yes. It's, yeah, it's up to each individual trapper. I'll give you the politically correct response here. But honestly, the skunk is, remember how I said he's so, so very calm. If I have a skunk that I want to harvest, um, I will do it when it's dark out. I want to get there and check the traps before it gets daylight if I'm trapping for skunks. I want it to be dark. If he's in the dark and I walk up there and I'm shining a light on him, I can walk up this close to that skunk and he's not worried about it one bit he's really calm i'm shining the light on him and i have an injection stick that i'll slide a needle into him and give him a shot and pull it out and he goes to sleep it's over very very quickly now if i go up there and i start poking him and jumping around and yelling that atomic bomb is going to come out believe me i have to talk to pastor hub about this so any other questions about the skunk yes If I, when I did nuisance control work and I would catch them in a cage trap, my thing was, if I did that for you, if I came to Steve's house and said, hey, I, he has too many skunks here and he wants me to move some of them, I would take and put a cage trap in his backyard because I wouldn't want to catch a non-target animal in this. So I would put the cage trap out. If I catch a skunk in his yard, one of my rules was, and people loved it, I would tell them, if I get there, Steve, and this skunk didn't spray, and I do something to make that skunk spray in your backyard, you don't owe me a dime. I'll give you money back that you gave me to set the trap, and I'm not charging you to take this skunk away. I never had that happen. All you do is you walk up with a tarp, and you cover that trap up. Remember, like I said, he likes to be in the dark. Once he's in the dark, you can rock that trap around all you want, because believe me, when this guy gets caught in the cage trap, any dirt that he can reach outside that trap He's going through every hole in that cage trap and getting and trying to pull in the bottom, every hole. He's going to have this much dirt in that trap. So you literally have to cover it up and give the trap a kick to break it loose from the ground, and then you can move him. But he won't spray. He's in there. He's safe. You don't see any danger. He's perfectly safe. He's good. Yeah. More questions about a skunk? All right. How about the possum? I love the opossum too. This is for the kids out there. Ready? Well, and some of the adults too. What's a marsupial? This is our Pennsylvania marsupial. That means he has babies and they come, she has babies, and they're totally hairless and totally blind and they crawl into a pouch on her belly. She's just like a kangaroo. She has a pouch that the babies go into. They are tiny, 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 tiny. They would lay on a penny, on Lincoln's head on a penny when they're born. Tiny little things. And they climb in that pouch and they stay there until 
they're large enough to come out and then they hang on her on her back you know my daughter can attest we had one for a pet for a little while because they wanted to see how they grow and they just hang on mom and climb around and if something happens they climb back in the pouch for a little bit but these are a really cool animal I know everyone thinks they're ugly they're nasty and all that the other really cool thing about t these guys here is they eat ticks like crazy so these guys here are good to have around so you know we don't want to cut their numbers too hard but yeah the possum's a great a great animal again just like the skunk he eats about anything he will eat whatever's out there it doesn't matter so again the bait isn't really that important it's the trap you put the right trap down this is a good trap for him too the right size trap I'd stake it down somebody has too many possums in the area they want me to take some out I use this trap hold him down when I get there he's chained down by these chains I get to decide what happens whether he comes home with me or if he's a smaller one if I feel like turning him loose I can turn him loose remember he didn't chew his foot off to get out of the trap everything's okay so questions on the possum yes yeah, this, this is an average-sized possum that would be harvested. And all the animals that we harvest in trapping season, or trapping season is in the fall. We don't harvest immature animals or small, small animals. Um, I was at a trapping convention a couple, about a month and a half ago, and I uh, listened to the Game Commission talk. So I never call ad animals baby animals or mommy animals anymore because they are animals, and God gave us dominion over all these animals. So... They're not humans. So, th yeah, this is, this is about the size they would be. I mean, I've caught some that were big. I mean, I caught some big, big possums. Um, they're not a fast animal. Even in my old age, if I see one running in the field, if I want to, I'll run it down and catch it. They're, they're not quick. When they play dead, this is another cool fact about them. When they play dead, they also don't just look dead where they're laying there and not moving and you can't get them to move at all they also secrete a smell that they smell dead <laughs> so they, i guess they don't need to run fast they're just going to lay down and stink i guess that's that's their defense but yeah but they're they're a neat animal too like i said an animal out there that's eating ticks that's that's a good animal to have around too so this trap the right bait, I, it wouldn't really matter too much a bait that I'm putting down for him. Um, he's going to come to pretty much anything at all. How about the muskrat? I love the muskrat. The muskrat is an animal that I started trapping when I was nine. Thank you so much. Here he is, just a cute little muskrat. They're so soft, one of my favorite furs. I do love these guys. When I was 9, 10, 11 years old, there was a little creek beside my house, and I could catch, I'd say, 30, 40, 50 of these every season out of there faithfully for years. Cute little tiny muskrat. Um, they're soft. They're beautiful. And if I was going to trap him, there are certain baits that I would put out for him if I was doing a bait set. It would probably be they're vegetarians. So I would put a, a carrot, uh, an apple, a turnip, just punch it into the bank and then set a small foothold trap.
foothold trap like this would be fine for him. Small, much smaller than that other animals that I was trapping. So I'm using a different trap. I know what baits he likes to eat, so that's what I'm going to put there. He doesn't eat fish, really, so I'm not putting fish there. I'm going to use this trap to catch this guy here. The other trap I would use, bless you, the other trap that I would use is a body gripping trap. This guy here. A body gripping trap is designed to harvest the animal for you. What I mean by that, when the animal goes through this trap, it will kill him. These traps are limited to where we may put body gripping traps here in Pennsylvania so that we don't catch non-target animals. These traps only go in the, in the water or in the course of a waterway so that we can kind of cut out some of the animals that we might catch in this body gripping trap. This trap is meant to kill the animal quickly for you. This is something else I like to talk about. For the anti-trappers out there, there was a push at one time that instead of using that, that foothold trap that they thought was so terrible and animals chewed their legs off and, and all that, that we should only ever use body gripping traps, which it sounds logical, right? This trap here, the animal's caught, he's killed, it's over. I've harvested him, it's done. There's no waiting for me to come and decide whether I turn him loose or not. This would be the trap that they wanted us to use, the antis. The problem with that is, what if it's a non-target animal? What if I caught a river otter in this in an area where I'm not allowed to catch a river otter? There aren't that many of them. He's done now. There's no chance for me to release that animal. He would be unharmed if I caught him in a foothold trap. So the enemies out there are always pushing to move things because it wouldn't be long if we got rid of the foothold trap and only went to this or let's say we caught Fluffy the kitty cat. I can't let Fluffy the kitty cat go then. I mean, it wouldn't be long until they'd say, trapping's just horrible and we have to get rid of it. It's just terrible, we can't do this anymore. So I'm always looking out for that too. But this is a trap. This is what I would do to catch a muskrat. I would use this body gripping trap or that small foothold trap. If I was using the foothold trap, I would stake the trap down, chain it to the bank, make it nice and tight, put the right bait there to catch this little guy. Any questions on the muskrat? Yes. Yeah, yeah, but when I skin them out, we don't keep the tail because it's, it's ugly. Yeah. Muskrats are very, very good to eat. Yeah. Um, some states actually, Maryland's one of them, that if you trap in Maryland, you can sell the meat of muskrats and raccoons. So, yeah, they're, they're a beautiful animal. So unfortunate their numbers are going down because of the next animal I'm going to call. Can I have the mink? I love the mink. He is a fierce little guy. Um, the mink, he lives down along the creek too. He's not a water animal. He doesn't live in the water like the muskrat does. The muskrat lives in the water. He builds holes in the bank to go back in. That's where he hides. The mink, he eats that muskrat. So I try to trap the mink and not catch muskrats because their numbers are low. They've gone down. I don't know why. Like I said, when I was 9, 10 years old, I could catch 30, 40, 50. 
If you told me as an adult right now, go get me 50 muskrats next season, I would struggle to do it. So I don't think it's just the mink population exploding over the last couple of years, but there's something going on. But I know that if I can take some of this predator out of there, it's going to help the muskrat out, that his numbers will come back up. And like I said, a responsible trapper, this is all about management. We're not out there to just catch every last one of anything. So I trapped the mink. I use this same body gripping trap. This is one of the traps, this set right here, is one of the sets that I would make for mink. I'd set the trap, I'd stick it on this thing right here, clamp it down, I take that and I set it in a, along a bridge embutment. They like to run real close to the edge of banks and roots and rocks where they stay right tight in against it. So this is setting right in there and he comes down along the edge and goes through there and he's done. I've got the mink. Um, if I was going to use a bait for mink, I would probably use muskrat meat if I had some, um, if somebody wanted me to take some out, or shellfish or a fish. That's the bait that they like. And I would put that down in the water because they hunt along the rivers. They hunt along the creeks. They hunt through the fields too, but that's, you're going to get them more in those funneled areas like that. So mink populations are just exploding around here i mean they're everywhere anyone the little stream that's down here beside us here is where this guy came from i mean there's mink everywhere questions on the mink yes is it true that it is now illegal to collect them to make coats on um one of our states i don't want to mention any names because california would be really upset um <laughs> one of our states has made it illegal to wear fur, sell fur, own fur, buy fur in their state. And that's really sad because if you responsibly harvest these things, one of the things I talked about at that college group was this is a management thing. We were there to take some of these out and that's it. And they talk now about, you know, the, the new green deal and being green and all that. And I say, hey, listen, guess what? I have something you can make fur or you can make coats out of and shoes and um, jackets and scarves and mittens and blankets and all this and it's 100% renewable it doesn't impact the earth at all we're not raping the field you know putting the field in to have cotton fields and we're not using petroleum-based products and when we're done with it if we want to because it's never going to wear out if we would throw it in the dump it's not going to impact the world at all that way here it is it's fur but they don't want to hear that so California can scream they want to be green but that's not true <laughs> or they would responsibly harvest things that, so I'll get off my soapbox on that. But yeah, the, the mink, he's a great little animal. He's a heck of a predator. Um, I do enjoy him, but I do want to keep his numbers cut down some if I can. Any other questions on the mink? We'll stick on the, uh, we'll stick on the water theme here. Who is the beaver? I love the beaver. This guy here, just so many neat things about him. He's hard work to trap these guys. You trap them under ice. Um, if you want to get the most prime pelt, the best pelts are coming out from under the ice when it's frozen. Um, neat things I know about the beaver. Um, one cool thing is a beaver never in the history of ever, ever has a beaver drowned never a beaver will not drown 
when I catch a beaver under the ice and he can't get away and he's trapped and he will not drown. His mind will not allow him to take water in. He'll hold his breath till he passes. That's it. He will not ever take water into his lungs. He lives in the water. He knows better than that. He knows that's not something you do. I love the beaver too because back when we were making this country, this was legal tender. That meant you could walk into a store and put a beaver pelt down and it would buy you goods. You could pick up anything out of the store you wanted to. This had a value that the United States government said each beaver pelt is worth X amount of dollars when you walk into a store. So it's a neat part of history. Um, this animal here is also what opened the trails for Lewis and Clark that they stomped out on. Well, Lewis and Clark just walked out on the trails that the trappers made before that, going looking for this guy to make money. So some of my trapping tags have on a free trapper I am. And that was because back in the day when they were going after this beautiful beaver, they would not have all these neat traps that we have now. They would have to go to a company and get traps from them. And the company would give them so many traps and write down their name. And they would have to come back with so many furs to legally be able to keep those traps. And after that, they were called free trappers. They didn't owe anyone for those traps. They were considered free. So this guy... I use two different traps for him. One is a foothold trap under the ice, and one is a body gripping trap, just like this. But guess what? This body gripping trap, this is a 110. This is perfect for that mink and that muskrat that I was talking about, but a beaver's never getting his body through there, ever. I don't even think at birth he'd make it through that thing. So we look for a bigger trap for him. We go to the mother of all body gripping traps, this guy here. This is the biggest body gripping trap we may legally set in Pennsylvania. This body gripping trap may never be set on dry land. It must be in the water. Any animal that goes through this will be harvested for you. So this is the body gripping trap I would set for a beaver. I would set this in the water. I would set this where there are beaver. That's what this would be used for. Beaver and otter. That's it. Ever, ever, ever. Nothing else. Has a chain, I chain it to the bank, he gets caught. I can tell Mary pull the chain up, I know where he's at, right there. So, any questions about the beaver? Yes? They, they slap their tails diving real hard and fast, and other animals know that there's something going on. All other animals know that, not just beaver. If there's a deer 30 yards back in the woods and he hears that slap, he knows there's something not right. Something's going on, so he's going to be on edge, too. These are all, this is why I do this. This is all I know about. I don't know, I don't know all the other things that Pastor Hub gets to talk about and all that. i got to marvel at him and wonder how he gets all that information. This is it. This is what I got, so. That was the beaver. Um, how about the red fox? I love the red fox. This guy here I trap more than anything else. He is beautiful. Thank you. This guy's fast. This guy, if I'm going to trap him, 
I'm using this trap again. Same trap, same chain, same anchor. Out in the middle of the open fields. That's where I trapped this guy. The red fox lives in the open fields because he is fast. If he sees any danger, he just turns on the speed and outruns it. It's not getting close to him. I'm not saying, because I know there's people thinking, I see him in the woods. Yes, you do. But they don't like to be in the woods as much as they like to be in the open fields. When you find their dens, their dens are nine times out of ten going to be in the open fields. So that them pups can look and something's bad down the hole. Mom's close, she just runs away. The other thing I know about this red fox is I know him well. Red fox do not build fat. I wish I didn't have that problem, but he doesn't build fat. He runs all the time. If he doesn't eat four ounces of red meat every 48 hours, this fox is going to die. He must run. I don't care if it's blowing 90 mile an hour winds, snow up to your knees, and 10 below zero, this fox is out there running. He's a wild animal. He hunts. He must eat. He has a great nose. I love this animal. He is just beautiful, smart, fast. Um, as a young, young trapper, it was like the gold standard to catch a red fox. I mean, it was the top of the top. And still, to this day, I've caught, I've caught, I've, I've caught enough of red foxes in my lifetime. But still, I smile every time I pull up and see one. I just love trapping the red fox. There are tons of them here. If no one knows, you know, they think I don't see red fox, I could walk out here with pups running around the, the backyard here. Two weeks ago when I left church, I seen them out back here in the back. Red fox pups. There are tons of red fox here. Tons of them. But what I would do to catch this guy is I would take this trap. I would dig what's called a dirt hole set. I would dig down in the ground a little bit and then punch a hole at an angle like a mouse was digging there, and I would put bait down in there. And what bait do you think I would put in there? Meat. That's right. This trap's going out in the middle of the open fields. I'm going to put meat down that hole, stake it down, set the trap right there, and that's what I'm catching, this guy here. I, I target them by what they want. So this is a perfect trap for a red fox. Catch him. I'm putting meat down there. When I get there, he's chained down. I decide whether I want to get him or not. And if I do, he's mine. Any questions on the red fox? Everyone pretty much knows him. How about the gray fox? I love the gray fox. This guy here, he's just one cool animal. He's a fox, just like the red fox. But the gray, besides the difference in color, thank you. Besides being different in color, He's different in size. They're usually much smaller. Red fox get much bigger than gray fox. A red fox is a bold little creature, though. The red fox, when I, or the gray fox, when I get to the red fox and I have him in a trap, he's got that trap pulled away from me. He doesn't want anything to do with me. He's trying to get away. When I get to the gray fox, he has that trap pulled right towards me. He's like, oh, it was you that did this? <laughs> Come here. Yeah, they're, they're full of themselves. I like this guy. But... He lives in the woods. He lives in the thick cover. The, they mate, a um, breeding pair will take like a, a three mile square area and that's theirs. 
They know that area intimately. They stay in that thick cover. Where the Red Fox, they travel, by the time I started talking, he probably traveled three miles. I mean, they just go. This guy here stays in that thick cover. And you know why that is? He goes up a tree like a squirrel. There's no cat that could outrun him going up a tree. And I don't mean a leaning tree. I mean straight up a tree. They have retractable claws. This guy here is just one of the coolest canines. He's the only canine that I know of. I'll have to look it up, but I think he is the only canine with retractable claws like a cat. He can run straight up a tree. That's why he stays in the woods. Something bad's going on, the coyote's coming through, boom, I'll go up a tree and wait it out. I'll just stay up there. He also, <clears throat> he grows a little bit of fat. So my baits for him are different. I'll put down, I know he eats a lot of fruit. They eat fox grapes, apparently, you know, that's one of their things. Fox grapes, blueberries, strawberries, uh, just a variety of foods. But if I'm targeting him, going after him, I'm putting this same trap down that I do for the red fox. But instead of putting meat down there, he'd eat it, but I might not catch my target animal. And I like to target a certain species. If I set a coyote trap and I catch something else, I'm upset. If I catch a fox in a muskrat trap or a coon trap, I don't like it. I don't know why that happened. So this guy here, I'm putting a blueberry tasty cake down there. He loves blueberry tasty cakes. So I'll make that same dirt hole set, right? Same dirt hole set as I did for the red. But instead of the blueberry taste, or instead of the meat, I'll put half of a blueberry tasty cake if you want the truth. The other half I'll eat. Um, <laughs> I don't think you could catch them on a whole one. I think, I think you only catch them on half a cake. So that's why I always break them in half. So he's just, he's just a cool animal. If, if a red fox and a gray fox ever got in a fight, I guarantee you this little guy here would win it, hands down. So any questions about the gray fox? Oh, another thing? We only have, uh, we have some gray fox here, a few. And it's, let's say it's trapping season. And I set for this red fox, and I happen to catch this guy in the trap. We don't have a lot of these in my area. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get this cool tool over here. And I'm gonna turn him loose. He did not chew his leg off. His bones aren't broken. Everything's fine. I'm not here, even though it's totally acceptable and legal, I did everything right and I can take him. It's not about taking every last one of these. I want every kid here to get to see a gray fox. This guy, there used to be lots of these around in my area when things were different, when I started trapping. This was the first foxes I caught were gray foxes. Now there aren't that many. And when I do snag one in this area, put this snare pole on him, hold him down, pop a trap off and let him go. So any questions about this gray fox? All right. I gotta think what other animals I have stuck out there yet. How about the raccoon? <laughs> I love the raccoon. This guy here, there are tons of raccoons. Tons of raccoons. As hard as as hard as they are to uh <clears throat> skin and stretch and all that stuff, fleshing, you know. I love them for a couple of reasons. They're a bold animal too. 
of all the animals in Pennsylvania that I trap, I fear this one in a trap more than any of them. They are full of themselves. They will try to get you. They, they're just bold, bold. They'll lay there and play what I call flat rock. They'll lay down when you're coming up to them and they just try to flatten out to nothing. But once they realize that isn't going to work, yep, they're up and foot ready to fight. This guy here, um, there is a trap for him that is the greatest thing we've ever invented for catching raccoons. This one right here. <clears throat> this is called a, a DP, uh, which means dog proof. If I set this trap, if I'm going after him, I'm setting this trap. If I really want to get a number of raccoons, this is the trap I'm putting out. This thing sets, and you put bait down in that little hole, and you jam it into the ground. I wrap the cable around the tree, jam it into the ground, and I'm a trapper. I'm cheap. I use uh, shelled corn. Um, after a farmer picks a cornfield, I go in and glean it off. You go in and just gather up the corn that's left over, shell it into a bucket, and uh, I also like to eat bacon a lot of bacon. So I'll keep the bacon grease and I melt the bacon grease and dump it over that corn. And man, raccoons love both those things. So when they get there and they smell bacon and they see all them golden nuggets laying there, I throw some on the ground and I put some down in that hole. And he's going to reach down in there and grab a hold of it, a little trigger down in there, and it grips onto him and holds him there. Remember I told you no animal ever chews his foot off to get out of a trap? Positively doesn't happen. This guy here is the reason that came about, I believe, why that mindset came about. When he gets caught in a standard foothold trap, the trap is up here on him. And if you've ever sat on your hand or laid on your, you know, your leg wrong or whatever, and it goes to sleep, the same thing happens when they get caught in the trap. It didn't break the bones and everything's okay, but it cut the circulation off and it gets numb. And they know that that trap is what's holding them there and they'll chew on the trap they just chew like crazy on it and they end up biting their toes and i don't like that that's why i would use this trap when i take a raccoon out of this there's nothing wrong he did not chew up here and obviously he can't chew down here so he's perfect so if i want to release him if it's a small one i want to let him go i will put that same snare pole on him hold him down, pop his trap off his foot, and I'm trapping along the creek because that's funneling them to that area. I know that there's a lot of raccoons running along the creek. So that's where I'm going to put this. I'm going to use this chain and cable to hold him there. If he's a little one and I want to let him go, don't tell any of my farmers I said that because these guys eat tons of corn. I'll take him to the creek then and I'll drop him in the creek. That is a great thing to do because he's more worried about getting out of that cold water <laughs> than coming and biting me. So I get time to get away. They're just, I'm telling you, these are bold little guys. I've had my hip boots ripped. I've, yeah, they, they're just full of themselves. So this is a trap I would use. DP, perfect trap for them. A dog can't get in this. I could find that with peanut butter down in there, and, and your dog could come here and play with it and chew on it, and it would never, ever get caught in it. He can't. He doesn't have that cool little paw that God gave him to reach down in there and pull that trigger. So this is a trap for him. 
Any questions on the raccoon? Yes. Yeah. No, they're not afraid of a whole lot, honestly. I mean, when they, uh, when they decide they're going to fight, they would be one of the animals here in PA that I just, you couldn't handle them. I mean, there's just, they have four feet with five claws on each foot that will just rip you to shreds, or, and their jaws are incredible. I mean, when they bite on something, it's serious. So, yeah, don't, don't be fooled. Oh, look at him, he's a little cute. No, he turns into a devil all of a sudden. <laughs> You're missing the limbs or something. <laughs> um, how about the the fisher? I know everyone's thinking, what the heck is a fisher? And this is a cool animal, too. The little thing is we're only allowed to trap one of these a year in Pennsylvania, one a year, and only in a certain season. You have to buy a special tag and only in certain areas. Like, we don't have fisher around here. I'm not saying that there isn't a fisher runs through here every once in a while, but he's not hanging out here. These guys here, um, they're just, they're cool animals, very cool animals. One a year in a special area, and you got to buy a special tag. So the fisher. The fisher is one of my favorite animals too, because he eats porcupines. In the cabin we have, they have journals talking about the war that they had with porcupines when they were building the cabin because they liked to eat wood and they'd come in and chew on the log cabin. So that's where this fisher actually came from is right up there at the cabin. Um, they run face-to-face -face at a porcupine and go right in under their belly and will rip their belly open. And that's how they get porcupines because there's no quills on the belly. It's just... Well, all quills are hair, but there's not thick, heavy hair on the belly, so they can get into them that way. Um, ferocious little animal. He's in the weasel family. Uh, musk glands and all that stuff, like a skunk has. They can not spray, but if you hit the wrong thing when you're skinning them out, it won't smell good. But great animal. If I'm trapping this guy, I'm going to go where I legally am allowed to trap him, obviously, but I'm going to put out a bait that is for fisher. I'm going to set a fisher size trap. And we're allowed to use that body gripping trap for fisher. So this is a perfect size body gripper for a fisher. You must put this inside of a box that's seven inches by seven inches and it's gotta be seven inches back so that other animals can't get in there. And when he goes in there, you've got him. And it also must be set in the course of a waterway, and if there's any guys that are going to trap here, talk to your game warden in the area about what he considers the course of a waterway. But this is a trap. I would use the right bait. I would use a meat bait because they like meat. They eat um, squirrels. They'll eat possums, I mean birds. So use a meat bait for him and use this trap inside that box, and that's what you're going to catch is a fisher. Questions on the fisher? They were just reintroduced to Pennsylvania back in the mid-70s. They weren't here. They brought them back. I'm not quite sure why, but I'm glad they did. It's cool to have them back in the area. Um, but one a year, 
so we don't over harvest this animal either how about how about the bobcat I know what you're thinking yeah I do love a bobcat <laughs> I do <laughs> thank you the bobcat is one of those animals again we're allowed one a, one a year in PA um, they're, ju they're just a cool animal too one a year special zone you got to buy a special permit just like the fisher but the bobcat he doesn't hunt by smell as much as all these other animals like foxes they use their nose for everything the fox can smell things down under the snow and jump and dive into it you've probably seen that video before where it's just pouncing a bobcat, he uses his, his ears and his, his sense of sight. Their heads are very round and their eyes are bulged out a little bit. And they can just see things like crazy. I mean, if I'm going after this bobcat, I'm setting something up. I'm going to put some scent there. But honestly, more importantly, I'm going to hang something up that moves in the breeze that catches attention. Just like your cat, when you see, you know, play with a laser or whatever, they jump around. That's that's their instinct. So they want to see something moving around, something dangling out of a tree. We're not allowed to use feathers, so you use tinsel, pom-poms, um, anything. It's just a piece of plastic, just something that moves around. Uh, another crazy fact, I'm not sure if it's true, but they say they see the color purple better than any other color. So I use things that are purple. But I'm going to set that for him because that's what he likes. That's what he goes after. He's going to see it. I'm going to put him on a tight little trail because he just slinks in there real smooth and slow. That's his MO. That's just what he does. I know that. I mean, you set on them tight little trails. The other animals, a lot of them don't like to be confined down like that. It's called pinching. They don't like to be pinched down. He'll walk through a tiny little trail like this, like your cat's just slinking and out of things. He does the exact same thing, looking at that thing, just dangling there, moving around, Got him mesmerized, and I'll set traps on one side of that on that trail and on the other side of that so I can catch him either way he's coming or going either direction. I got him. This guy here, too. When you think of a cat, you don't think of growling. This guy here growls. There's no 100-pound German Shepherd can growl any deeper than he does. I mean, this thing is scary, scary when you hear him growling. So questions about the bobcat? He's a beautiful, beautiful animal. How about the otter? Get him out of the way. Thank you, sir. The otter. We're allowed one a year. Very small area. Must buy a special permit. These guys are everywhere, too, now. Everywhere. It's crazy the places you'll find them. Um, the otter is a very, very cool animal. I mean, I, I love him. He's just short hair, but so smooth and just soft. Beautiful, beautiful creature. This guy, we're allowed to trap for one week. That's it. The zone that you may trap him is very, very small. One a year one week that gives you seven days to catch him 
if I'm going to target this otter, I'm going to do a lot of homework. I want to put cameras out. I want to get there. I want to make sure there's otters where I'm going. The terrible thing about trapping an otter is <clears throat> one week season, seven days. If I walk in and I go, oh, look, otter tracks. He just passed through here last night. I'm going to set an otter trap here. His average time to make that circle again is 10 days. I got seven to catch him. So I'm not saying I won't catch another one, but, man, it makes it tough. So he's a great animal. They eat fish like crazy. That's their biggest thing. They will also eat frogs and birds and eggs and all that. But um, fish is his main thing. So I'm going to be down along the creek. I'm going to set that big body gripper that I set for the beaver in the water. And that's where I'm going to target this guy. He swims through. Bam, it's done. They have legs that are about this long. And these things are solid muscle. I mean, there's, I don't think there's a stronger animal out there per pound than this. I mean, he's just solid muscle head to toe. Um, very hard to control. If you do try to put him in a snare pole to hold him down to get him out as a non-target catch, just tough to do. So, the otter. Any questions on the otter? Yes. Well, huh? this, this is a river otter. Yep. They are very playful animals. They lay on their back. Um, the Susquehanna River is full of them, believe it or not. I mean, there is a lot on the Susquehanna. If you go down long and are wading and get out on any of them little islands and you find a pile of mussel shells or small clam shells out there and they're opened and just laying there in a heap, this was the guy that did it. There are bunches of them there. The craziest place that we've seen in Otter recently <laughs> was uh, Wood's Edge down here, you know, where the Wood's Edge um, apartments are and all that. We have a little, uh, a little park there. Me and Dawn walked in, and I seen something moving in the cattails in this little swampy area, and I thought, oh, there's going to be a muskrat, and I love the muskrat. He's a cute little guy. So I stopped, and I'm waiting for him to pop out. An otter, bigger than this by a long shot, popped out. It was the biggest otter I've ever seen come out and was swimming around in there and then back into the bulrushes again. And that's, what, three miles down the road here? So, yeah, they, they're big travelers. Uh, that otter could be in Maryland for now, by now for all I know, but we're not allowed to trap him here anyhow, so you just need to see him around. Any other questions on the otter? How about the weasel? One of the smallest things I catch, or the ermine. It's the only animal that has two names here in PA. He gets his own, look at this little guy, adorable little thing. If these things got as big as the, uh, a groundhog will say, you couldn't walk outside without a gun. These things, all the animals, this is the boldest little guy out there. I mean, he just is crazy, crazy. He gets his own special little trap. This here, looks like a birdhouse. I have a hole in this end with wire across it so he can't get in there, and I have a hole in this end. The only thing I want to catch in this is this guy here. I'm setting this trap to catch this guy. That's it. Inside of here, inside of here is a, a rat trap, basic rat trap. But he jumps in here. And this thing clamps down on him, it's over. I mean, it's a, it's a body gripping trap for him. 
it will harvest them on the spot. The neat thing about it was that I've learned over the years is that if you set this and you put one of these, let me see. One of these traps in there, it'll do the exact same thing. He'll jump in there, hit the pan, and it'll clamp, and it'll, it'll harvest him for you right there. It's still a body-gripping trap. I stopped doing this because if I set this and I put bait in there and I put this trap in there and this guy comes along and sticks his paw in that hole. Remember his trap, that neat little tube? He puts his paw in that hole and gets in this. I'm not finding this box. He's taking this tube. Well, I don't know where. I mean, it's gone because he can't get his foot out of this trap and he can't get the trap out of that box and this box is just gone. He'll just take it for a walk. And that's not what I want either. So he sticks his paw in that rat trap. He pulls it out and he's mad, I'm sure, upset. But he pulls his foot right out of that trap and he's gone. So it is using the right trap for the right animal at the right location, the right bait, all that. All right. What do we got left out there? Hold your, if you have an animal, hold it up. Yeah. The coyote. Yes. Let's bring him front here. So we've covered every animal we can trap in Pennsylvania. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking Ray's going to say, I love the coyote. <laughs> and he'd be wrong. I hate this guy. It's a love-hate relationship, we'll say. Here he is, the coyote. This guy here eats everything. There is nothing that a coyote won't eat. And I mean that. He, there is nothing that he will not eat. Um, this one came from right here in Lancaster County, Millersville, actually. He was, uh, I was on a new farm and setting traps there for foxes. And the first day I pulled in to check my fox traps, there was a fox that was in the trap that was no longer in the trap, but just laying there in a pile, all ripped to pieces because of this guy. Over the seven days of reign of terror that he had there on that farm, there were five red foxes ripped to shreds and just left lay. Um, he was just come in and tear them to pieces just because they're competing for the same foods, and I get it. They're a very territory animal, and also two raccoons in that neat little dog-proof trap that I showed you, two raccoons. But all that was left of those raccoons was the pole that was stuck in the trap. They were totally gone. They, he ate them completely. They're very good eating raccoons. So this guy here, I use a big trap for him. He's a strong animal. This is the trap I would use for him. This trap here, this is all, I, well, the bobcat too. I'll set this for the bobcat. I should have told you that. On that trail, this is the trap that I would put there. I would put two or three of these on each side, of that thing that's dangling and just mesmerizing him to walk into. This size trap here. This trap here is big, strong, nasty. I could set it and snap it. You would hear a clunk shut. It's a very serious trap. Um, I only want to catch the target animals in them for sure. This guy here is one of them and the bobcat is the other one. The reason I say that is because this trap 
I don't like setting it in Lancaster County here because there are coyotes here and a great number of them, but this is too big to catch foxes in. I don't like doing that. So this guy here, being the pain in the butt that he is, made me change traps and all this and got to use this big trap. I just, I don't like it. So I target my sets very specifically. So anyhow, I would use meat. This here, he doesn't like digging like that, uh, like that fox did. He doesn't like that dirt hole. He doesn't like things being disturbed. So most of the time when I'm targeting him, I'll go into the field and I'll look for a rock, a nice big rock, and I'll turn it over and I'll dig out from under it and I'll put the bait in under there and I'll turn the rock back over and I'll make an imprint of this trap just off to the side of it and just like go around and just cut the dirt the size of this trap and pick it out and put this trap down in and embed it all down in there nice again and tamp it down and such a pain in my butt getting these things just perfect because if there's anything wrong this guy isn't going to do it he isn't going to he like literally if you have those leaves that are in the field and they're really sun bleached and you turn one over to that other side you know what i mean it's dark on the other side because that has been sun bleached he walks up and goes, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going over there. I know something bad happened over there. I'm just not walking close to it. Just, so they're, they're a pain. I really don't like this guy. <laughs> Besides this trap and using that bait and that meat, the best way that the Game Commission has given us to go after these is this thing right here. A snare but it's not it's a cable restraint I got to be careful with my terminology here this you just hang this on a trail where he's running and he walks through it and boom it's around his neck and he's caught I didn't dig anything up I just caught him where he's going he's just walking that trail he's doing that same thing day in day out running down that trail and I didn't have to dig anything up I set this stabbed it into the ground anchored it down nice and tight, and he's caught. That's it. Just walking along and done. So that's why I love this device for this guy here. They're light. They're not bad on a fox. If I catch a fox in it, it isn't horrible for him either. I'm only allowed to target. i got to get this out too. I'm only allowed to target two animals with this uh, cable restraint, and it's coyotes and fox. That's all I'm allowed to target with them. The Game Commission was kind enough to allow me to keep any incidental catch that I catch in here, like a raccoon or a bobcat. But let's say a game warden stopped by my skinning shed and he came in, and when you catch an animal in this cable, it literally makes a ring on his hide. That when I skin him out, if it was inside out, you could see that mark. If a game warden walked in there and he seen 100 raccoons hanging up that had this mark on them, he'd go, hmm. No, that's not incidental. You're targeting raccoons with that. So he would not be happy. But they did give us this cool device to, to take them in, the cable restraint. So any questions on the coyote? Good. Here's the thing. Yes? I think down here, their family groups stay tighter together. They don't have them big, uncut pieces of woods. We just heard them this weekend up at the cabin. 
uh, yipping back and forth this morning before we left to come down. I heard them, and I think they were talking just to get back together. Down here, their family groups are tighter together. There's smaller woodlots and that stuff, so they know where each other are. Up there, it's big. I mean, they could be who knows where. So, you know, I, I know I said I don't like the coyote. It's not true. I do. I just, they're hard, man. They're just, they challenge me. So, yeah, the coyote's fun, too. I do, I do enjoy trapping, as you can see, a ton and I like bringing this message. And this message, when God gave it to me, it was mostly for the Mono's clients. Honestly, it was for you guys. When you go home, if you think I'm a good trapper and can do things well, Satan is better than that, dude. He's way better than me. He knows what you want to see, where you're going to walk, just like that coyote walking that trail. He knows what bait to put there. It's something I'm going to walk right past and never care. It's not going to bother me one bit, but it could be your trigger. You know what I mean. It could be that thing. It's going to draw you to the wrong spot. You have to look all the time. Each one of those animals that I catch in a foothold trap, it's not like hunting them. Uh, hunters get upset because they say that's cheating. It's easy. If that animal walked through this area here, so what? You could, you could easily take your gun and harvest it. I have to make that animal put his foot on that thing. And Satan does the same thing. He knows right where you're going to do, what you're going to see, what trigger you want. He knows how to do that. So you need to think about it. And once you're caught in that, just like every chain I pulled on up here, once you're caught in that again, it's so hard to break free. So there is only one way to get free from that, you know, and that's Christ. That's the only way we get free from that. Now, and if you big, strong Christians think that there's nothing that you could be trapped down by. Um, Chris has one that I want him to show us here because there is a trap for everyone. I don't care what it is, if it's drugs or it's addiction to alcohol or if it's the internet or if it's gossip or whatever. There is something out there, pornography. There is something out there for everyone. And Satan's going to push it in front of you. He's going to want that. And if you big, strong Christians, been Christians for years, think you can't be, then guess what? Here we go. We got this trap. The bear trap. It will catch anything you want it to catch. That's for sure. And here's a bear that was caught in a trap. So... Just because you've been a Christian for 30 years, 20 years, two years, whatever, it doesn't matter. There is a trap for you. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You can just throw him on the trap. Um, don't think you can't be caught is what I really want to get across with this. I mean, there are places that I should not go, things that I should not look at things that I should not hear because it's just putting me down that trail to be caught. It's just a reminder to me, and I praise God that he gave me, in my simple way of trapping, gave me something that I could reach out and talk to people about. Um, I do want to take this opportunity, too, to say, as the worship group comes forward to play, if anyone wants anything, prayer for anything, 
to be broken that we'll have the elders up here you can come and pray with them you don't got to say hey this is my problem this is my issue whatever anything at all that you want to be released from just like that snare pole when i release the animal there's a time up here that god can release you from all that stress of worrying about going down the wrong trails so that's it any questions about trapping though come and see me later but honestly it is just we got to keep on the right path watch where you're putting your feet watch what you're looking at i guess i should have given them more time to get up here All right, let's all rise up. We're going to look to the Lord in prayer and thanks for the message we see, heard and, and, and so forth. So, Heavenly Father, as we come before you, Lord, we just praise you and thank you for Ray and his knowledge on uh, trap and, and stuff like that, you know, all these animals. And we just want to praise you for the great message he gave us about, you know, Satan's trap. He can trap any one of us at any time. He knows our buttons. He knows what to push. He knows our weaknesses. And Heavenly Father, we look to you and ask you to guard us from that, to show us the enemy's schemes before he grabs a hold of us. Show, I mean, we know he, he roams around searching for, for something, Lord, and he knows, knows us. We're our weaknesses. We're sinners. And Lord, we come before you, Lord, and Lord, you give us the great victory. The victory that you can save us from the, these enemy schemes, these enemy attacks. And Lord, we just want to lift that up to you, Lord. We just praise you. Your scriptures are full. We pull out our uh, sword, our, our sword for the fight, our sword of the spirit, or the word of your word, Lord. That That is our, our, our armor, Lord. We put on our armor every day to protect us from these traps. And, Lord, we hold up our shields to stop from the fiery darts from the enemy's schemes. And, Lord, we just praise you and we just thank you that the only way we can stay out of the enemy's trap is by reading your word, by seeking your face, by you guiding us, and we walking with you. Because the minute we turn our eyes off of Jesus, we're caught. We're in it. So, Lord, we just want to praise you and thank you. You give us a way out. You give us a way out, Lord, and we just want to lift that up to you. Yes. We just want to, you know, be embraced by you, you know, because he is lurking. He is lurking. You know, the minute he, he's standing right outside these doors and he's waiting to pounce on us, Lord. Yes. But if we walk in your footsteps, walk hand in hand with you, yes. he will flee from us. Like we all have, Father, Jesus in our heart, and Jesus is the light. Yes. And wherever the light is, Darkness can't come in. So, Father, we thank you for everything you have given to us. We thank you, and we just want to lift this all up to you, and we just want to praise you. And, and, the, and all people said, amen. amen. I, did, I did want to bring scripture to this, too. In Psalms 141.9, it says, Protect me from the traps they set for me and from the snares of the evildoers. So I just, I do, I praise God for the, for the message that he allowed me to bring here. And it, like I said, if there's anything you would like prayer for, see one of the elders here and uh, don't be shy. Thank you so much.
Thank you for listening to our weekly message. To connect with us, visit our website at blesscolumbia.org.